Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hello, everyone, and you are tuned into Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I'll be hosting Calvary Live for the next hour. So you just heard that number that you can call and be on the air, and I invite you to do that. Grab the phones right now. The hour goes by quickly, 303-690-3000. We got all open lines. And as soon as the calls come in, we'll go to the phone lines. But this, of course, is the program where you get to call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or what's our worldview when we see the things going on around us. And it's important for us to have a good biblical worldview uh, of the things that we see taking place because there's a lot of voices that are out there. We want to be a voice of truth to you. We want to take you to the scriptures. We want to give you the word of God. So maybe you got a question concerning the scriptures or maybe a question about uh, Christian living, whatever it may be. We want to be here to to be a helper of your joy, as Paul would write to the Corinthians, and take you to the word of God. We have the word of God that gives us truth and guidance and comfort and strength and because the word of God is alive. Uh, as Hebrew tells us, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. And then there's another way for you to be able to not only ask a question, but if you want to call and ask for prayer, you can text in a question or a prayer request. That is a different number. Um, No one will answer uh, this number. I'm going to give you the text line, which is 720-336-336. 0897 is for texting only. Of course, be safe when you're texting. And as we have time in the show, we will go to the text line and fill in the, the space between callers. But calling and having a conversation and talking is really the heart of this show and uh, what makes this show uh, such a blessing to others. Because perhaps as you call and, and you have a prayer request, uh, it stirs people's hearts to pray. Maybe you call, you have a question, it's a question that you've had or maybe it has come up and you're wondering about. So this is a show not just for the callers, but it is a show for everyone who's listening in. So we want to welcome all those who are listening in on Grace FM today along the Front Range in Colorado. We've got a beautiful day. Uh, we've got a weather that's going to change, some moisture that's going to come, which is always uh, a blessing. But uh, we ask that um, that you guys give us a call. On Grace FM, you're listening live on this Tuesday, the 20th of September. Also, uh, those in southern Wyoming, Laramie and Cheyenne, and uh, we encourage you guys to call as well. We'd love to hear from you guys up north of us. It's, you guys are so wonderful. Have a wonderful state up there in Wyoming. And then also those who are listening live by radio by Grace, uh, different radio uh, stations and uh, the radio network of radio by Grace all throughout the country. And so we invite you. We're so glad that you guys are a part of our Calvary Life family now. So love hearing from you guys from all over the South and uh, throughout the Midwest and on the East Coast. And so give me a call, 303-690-3000.
is the call-in number. We got all open lines just waiting for the phones to ring. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. Also want to just uh, welcome those of you who listen on Hope FM and Truth FM. You guys have been a part of our radio program um, uh, and family, Calvary Life family, for uh, you know a while. And you are a week delayed, as well as Higher Rock Radio in Idaho. Uh, you get to call in. We'll talk live today. And then you get to listen to it a week later. But give me a call. Love to hear from you guys on the East Coast. And then online listeners from all over the country, you have the opportunity. Um, just give me a call. And uh, anywhere in the United States at that number I just gave to you, uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. I also want to just give a quick shout uh, to anyone who's listening overseas, uh, international listeners, we always pick up a few. I know we got one from Ukraine, and uh, we are praying for you guys there and continue to pray for you. And um, And it's so wonderful to have technology that connects us together. So all open lines right now. Grab one of those open lines because sometimes we go through the show. I'm not able to get to all the callers and want to just be able to give you plenty of time to grab one of those open lines. Maybe you're coming home from work. Maybe you're listening to, you know, watching the kids to do football practice, or maybe you just uh, are finishing up at the office and you have opportunity to give me a call. Give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897 as we go to God's Word. I was just reading right before the show Jeremiah is a book that is, you know, some people say it's a very heavy book. And Jeremiah was an incredible prophet that was on the scene there in Jerusalem uh, when the captivity began. And he was ministering to the leaders of Judah and telling them to repent of their idol worship. And he would continue to the uh, time of Jerusalem being destroyed by the Babylonians. And so he ministered for over 40 years, had a very difficult ministry. Uh, he had words of judgment to the people and said, don't you know, rebel against the Lord or there's going to be death and devastation and destruction like you've never seen before. And they refused to listen to the word of the Lord. And of course, Nebuchadnezzar would come in and destroy Jerusalem in 586 BC and leveled uh, Solomon's temple. But uh, Jeremiah also gives words of uh, just great encouragement and comfort. He talks about the new covenant, uh, the restoration of Israel. But in chapter 33, and I love this verse, in, uh, in verse 3, he says, The Lord called to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And if you need prayer, please call for prayer. Um, we can call on the Lord. He invites us to do that. He desires for us to to go to the throne of grace. We're invited, as Hebrews chapter 4 tells us, in time of need. Uh, We're invited to go to him uh, as we have the spirit of adoption. We can cry out, Abba, Father, Papa, and and to give our our needs to him, our supplications, um, just to intercede on behalf of people. Uh, And the Lord desires to show us, great and mighty things as we just stay close to him, as we seek him, as we seek his word. Uh, Some people will uh, interpret this to be, I will do great and mighty things. And he he does great and mighty things, but he says, I want to show you great and mighty things. 
um, that you do not know. And so it's so wonderful to have the invitation. Hey, I still got all open lines right now. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call in and, and be on the air. Text line 720-336-0897. We're going to go to the text line as some text questions are coming in. And one is, do we as Christians tithe or should and should churches do fundraisers? That's always a question that Christians can have is, are we under the, the law of uh, tithing? Um, should we tithe? Is it mandatory to do that? And, of course, we see tithing even before the law was given in the book of Genesis as Abraham uh, would give a tithe to Melchizedek there um, in chapter uh, 14, I believe. And we know that the children of Israel would tithe. We know that Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, would uh, bring an indictment against them because uh, they were keeping the tithe. And the Lord said that you're robbing from me. And the, and the people would answer and say, what do you mean? Uh, how are we robbing from you, stealing from you? He said, you're keeping back the tithe. And it's the one place where the Lord says in the scriptures, test me in this area. So as Christians, as you go to the New Testament, we're not under the law, but um, tithing is is the principle that we see throughout the scriptures. As a matter of fact, if you do a study, and you can kind of do that in the Old Testament, they would give tithes. They would also give offerings. They would get offerings as they came to the temple, uh, temple offerings when they came to the feast, uh, the first fruits of the land. Um, they they gave more than 10%. When you add it all up, it was a much greater percent. And even in Jesus' day, then you had the tax collectors coming from Rome. So the people were heavily taxed. So when it goes back to the question, should Christians tithe, it's a good principle for us. And it's a principle for us to to give our tithes to the Lord. And then the offerings to uh, tithing, usually the, the principle is to give to the church that you can support and, and uh, you can help, and should churches do fundraisers. But I want to go back to the tithing. Um, we're not under the law, but the the uh, recommendation, the, the um, heart that is to give, according to the New Testament, is that Paul comes along and he says to the Corinthian believers that God loves the cheerful giver, that we are to give freely, we are to give willingly, Uh, We are to give cheerfully is what we are to do. And that's the important thing. The Lord desires for us to give to him. And um, it isn't a matter of salvation, but it's a matter of that I'm going to invest in the kingdom of God and I'm going to give to the Lord because it all belongs to him anyway. For many Christians, the tithe is a good principle. Maybe offerings that goes to other ministries, maybe Grace FM to support the radio uh, station that's in Aurora that's very, very important. But we're not under the law of tithing, but we are to give to the Lord. And it's important that when we do give to the Lord, whether it's a tithe or maybe some people give 20% or whatever it may be, that we do it freely, we do it willingly, and we do it cheerfully. Now the question comes, do we do fundraisers as churches? And we still got all open lines. So give me a call, 303 303- 690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Um, and so I pray 
um, that you would consider giving me a call, ask me a question. Maybe it's about giving, maybe it's about uh, a Bible question, whatever it might be. We want to hear from you. But should churches do fundraisers? Churches do fundraisers, perhaps. Uh, you know, it just depends. Um, if they're doing a fundraiser to buy the pastor a big house or a boat or something, there's there's problem there. But most churches will do a fundraiser for missions, uh, for kids to go, or maybe a building project. Here at Calvary Chapel, in 27 years of ministry, or coming up on 27 years, I've never done a fundraiser. I, I just... To me, for me personally, I, I don't think it's wrong to take an offering uh, for churches. That's a way of worship. We just have a, a offering boxes that people can give freely and willingly. But I just don't want that emphasis or distraction and uh, thermometers, you know, out in the foyer areas. And uh, But that's between the Lord and the leadership and the pastors and the boards of the churches, why they do fundraisers. And, and um, I think that um, that it can be helpful in some areas. It can be also a burden in some areas. So um, that's kind of an open question that uh, it just depends on the ministry and what the emphasis is. The emphasis should always be the gospel. The emphasis should always be loving people and uh, doing the work of the ministry, but it does take resources to do that. Um, I ask that you call. Got all open lines right now, 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand is the calling number. We can keep doing text questions and prayer requests, but I sure love to talk with you. Text line is seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. The hour goes by fast. So if you got an opportunity, give me a call or you got a prayer request. I'd love to hear from you, Jeff Figs from Calvary Chapel, Greeley in Northern Colorado, with you as I'm usually with you on Mondays and on Tuesdays. And so, love for you to give me a call at three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to San. Um, let's go to Greeley on line two. And and you're on Calvary Live now. What's your name? Hello. Hi, San, my name is San Juana Gonzalez. San Juana. Okay, San Juana. Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> I couldn't quite get that. So, um, thanks for calling. You're on Calvary Live. How can we pray for you? Um, I I need prayers for strength and for um, for strength because uh, I'm going through some problems and I just uh, need lots of prayers uh, for financial and for strength because I do believe there is a God. I I've had um, three months ago I did go visit him and um, he brought me back and I know there is a purpose for me to be back. I'm very blessed to be here and to be speaking to you. Um, yeah. of the Word of God, and I today was an awesome day for me, and I just Good. don't want to lose hope, and I know yeah. He does exist, right? I was up yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and and He does exist, and, and I'm so glad that you're finding strength, and He wants to strengthen us. When you were talking, I was thinking about Psalm 46, and the psalmist writes that God is our refuge and our strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake in its swelling, that we know that the Lord of hosts is with us and the God of Jacob is our refuge. And God is our very present help. What that means is that he is your help right now, today. And so, Father, I pray for my sister. I just pray for... Uh, her 
to continue to receive strength, her needs. You know what her needs are. And, Lord, to provide for her. Um, And she would, uh, Lord, uh, just continue to receive from you. I'm glad that she's drawn close to you. You're a loving Father that invites all of us to do that. And, Lord, that you are real and you care about her. And I just pray for her needs uh, that you would fill, for her strength that you would give, that she would just have confidence in you, that you are the one that we go to, a very present help in trouble. And she doesn't have to be afraid or fret or be anxious, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, letting her quest be known to you, and you promise a peace that will guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And I pray that. Uh, I just pray that you would uh, just uh, bless her. I thank you that she is called, and um, and you would just um, minister to her in every way that she needs. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, okay? Thank you so much, and God bless. Thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. Yes, bye-bye. You know, a lot of people that I talk to are going through just difficulties or um, and are losing hope. And I want to remind you that we always have hope in Christ. We always have hope. And um, and he is our help, and he hears us, and he sees us. And as we call out to him, uh, he hears us, and he desires to work on our behalf. And, you know, it's trusting in him, but also resting in him and what he's doing in our lives. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Love to hear from you. Let's go to Jose in Denver. Jose? Hi, Pastor. How are you? Very good. So I had good. a question. Um, how did the Jewish people think they, um, how would I phrase this question? Like, do they think they went to heaven just because they were the chosen people? Or do they think they went to heaven just because they followed the law? Or Because I know yeah. that like the salvation came after Jesus' de- death and resurrection. So how did they think they went to heaven? Yeah, that's a good question because um, what had happened, and you know, it helps to read the New Testament when Paul writes the book of Galatians, when he writes the book of Mo, uh, Romans, they thought that they were saved a lot of times because they were the covenant people. They thought it was automatically, um, you know, a path to salvation, and they were God's chosen people. They kept the law, but you know, circumcision as well. You know, to show that they're the covenant people. But it's interesting that Paul in the New Testament, when he writes the book of Galatians particularly, there were the Judaizers coming in, and they were saying it wasn't just faith in Jesus Christ, uh, but you had to keep the law as well. And he would make the case that we're saved by faith. And and the reason I'm bringing this up is because he goes back to Abraham. He goes back to Abraham. He goes back to David, two of the pillars of the Old Testament. And he says it's always been this way. And he makes the case of when did circumcision come? And that came, um, you know, in Genesis chapter 15. Um, but we know that it was before that, that in chapter 12, that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So Paul's making the case of the one who might say, we're saved by the law. 
um, and circumcision. And and Paul says, wait a minute here. Um, it wasn't that way. Uh, he believed God. He had faith in God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Then came circumcision after that. So Paul is making the case it's always been this way. And, of course, you know, the Pharisees, they thought that they were saved because they kept the law. And they came out to the river to, and to be uh, checking out John the Baptist. And John the Baptist said, you know, um, you, he called them brood of vipers. You know, you guys think that God owes you a favor and that you're God's, you know, chosen people. Um, he could raise rocks, you know, descendants uh, from rocks. And it is a coming to God in a heart and circumcision of heart. You see that all throughout the Old Testament. But the New Testament comes along and says the law, the purpose of the law was not to bring salvation. The purpose of the law was to show us that we are sinners. So they believed in faith, looking forward to the cross, the time that Messiah would come. And, and yeah, they were to keep the law, the feasts, the festivals. Those were all shadows of the reality, Jesus Christ, the Sabbath. Um, it was all just a shadow of him coming and fulfilling all that. He came and fulfilled the law and the prophets. And it was looking forward to the cross. But it's interesting that Paul makes that very important um, statement there in Galatians. And also he does the same thing in the book of Romans, that is faith in Jesus Christ. The law was to be a tutor to show us that we're sinners, that we fall short, and um, that we need to put our faith in and trust in God and through Jesus Christ. And I heard a pastor said that... Um uh, in the Old Testament, when you read that they repented and uh, and followed back to God, that they were all automatically saved as a whole, like as a nation. Uh, is that correct, or? Well, and even even when it comes to you know in the future when there's a national restoration, I, I don't think it particularly means that every single one of them are saved. Every person is going to be responsible for their sin. Ezekiel really points that out. Um, they, When they were kind of doing the opposite, they were saying, well, we're going through difficulty uh, because of our forefathers, you know, grinding their teeth and having these proverbs. It's our father's fault. And the Lord says, I don't want to hear that proverb anymore. And each individual is responsible for their sin. So it wasn't like all of a sudden, and that's what the Pharisees thought, we are descendants of Abraham. We're all automatically saved. But what did Jesus say to the Pharisees? He said, you're in danger of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. He called them brood of vipers. He had some very, very serious things to say to them that were the leaders of the nation. So um, it, it wasn't just a broad brush, you know, of everybody saved, but every individual is going to be responsible um, for his or her actions. And as a nation, you know, they turned, and that was good. You know, I pray for, you know, our nation to turn back to the Lord. If there's a revival, if there's repentance, which I pray that that there is someday, soon, because I believe that's the hope of our nation, does that mean every individual is going to be saved? No, it doesn't. And so they will be responsible. Each individual will stand before God and give an account. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So good questions, good questions. And but you know, in the Old Testament it was, 
you know, Jeremiah talks about having a heart um, that, you know, having a heart for the Lord, circumcising your heart. The Lord would say that it's not just about going through, because they would observe the Sabbath, they would do the feast. It was then mixed in with paganism and all this other stuff, but having a heart for him. And, of course, the greatest commandment, as the one came to Jesus and said, what is the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? And then the second is like it, love others as well. And, you know, the great Shema was love the Lord your God, Deuteronomy chapter 6, with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that's what they were to do. But what they did is they just were going through the motions, you know, all, all this history of thinking just because they were descendants of Abraham that they were automatically saved. Paul says that they needed to be sons and descendants of faith, as, as you know, true descendants of Abraham or ones of faith. So you can kind of do that study and you can look at all that. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you for your answer. You bet. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Good question. Right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000, call-in number. We've got an open line, text line, 720-336-0897. Hey, let's go to... Tyrus in Memphis. Is it Tyrus? Uh, yes, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. You're on Calvary Live. Um, I just want to thank you for everything you do. You, I listen to you every day, man. Like, it's, uh, I don't know what ended up coming over me, but every morning, every sometimes in the evening, sometimes two a days, but every morning, I, I'm, I'm listening to the station, man. Good. Good. Keep listening. Keep keep growing in God's word. Um, my my question was: If uh, the body is the temple, can we give mm-hmm. to like homeless people and people that and really need that come to us? Um, does that count as tithing? That was my question from earlier. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, you go ahead. And go I was ahead. just asking uh, for a prayer over my family, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind at all, and I'd be honored to pray for your family. And Tyra, just to let you know, we're getting close to break, so if you hear the music, we'll just we'll just stop and we'll go on the other side of the break, but it'll be coming up in about two minutes. Because I do, I want to pray for your family, and I'm blessed to hear that you're growing in God's Word and you're being blessed by the radio ministry. But when it comes to tithing, usually tithing is given to the church, um, and then the offerings is on top of that. Uh, to where, um, you know, they give to a ministry or you give to a homeless or you give to, you know, whatever the Lord puts on your heart. That's usually the the pattern, the, uh, what we see. In, in, um, but, you know, uh, if the Lord is putting on your heart to give to others, I ain't going to argue with you on that. <laughs> you know, uh, it's the main requirement is that you give cheerfully and willingly and that you give um that you give freely. And, uh, you know, for some people, maybe they just don't have a home church right now. And so they do give to different things. So it's how the Lord leads you and being led by the Spirit of God. And But usually uh, what is recommended or uh, what we see is a tithe that's given to the ministry that's feeding you and your church and then the offerings on top of that. But, you know, as the Lord leads and guides you, as long as you're doing it freely and willingly, um, you know, you have that liberty in Christ. Yeah, it makes it makes me happy to do it, and I yeah. I, I appreciate knowing that though, because I didn't 
I didn't know that, but it's because I heard I heard about you saying something about giving earlier, and just as long as you do it, doing it freely and willingly, you yeah. have your whole trust to be able to do it. That it's it you get it's more of a meaning behind it, other you just doing it out of aggravation or because ah, I just got to do it. Yeah, or being manipulated or, you know, being, um, you know, guilty, you, you know, that doesn't honor the Lord at all um, on that. So, but Tyrus, I want you to hang on, okay? You hear the music, stay on the line because I want to pray for your family and just follow up and make sure I answer your question. We're going to go to break. It's the only break of the show, and we'll be right back, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. You just heard those numbers, how you can be a part of the program and show. So give me a call. We've got uh, an open line, and we're going to continue in the phone lines in just a minute. Go back to Tyrus. Uh, but I do want to just remind you the Refresh Conference, and you just heard Pastor Ed talking about it uh, during our break. And so calvaryco.church slash refresh. Not too late to sign up for that. Uh, register for the Refresh coming up October 6th through the 8th. Uh, I'll be there. Um, hope to see you there. For anyone who um, is serving in any capacity, or maybe you're just uh, really praying about how you can serve, this is going to be a conference that's going to bless you. And I agree with what Pastor Ed says. These are the days to be serving. These are the days to really be used of the Lord. Um, you know, the Lord is looking. His eyes go to and fro across the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal towards him. He's looking for those who he can use to bring the gospel and his love and his truth to serve others in very practical ways. Um, it is so wonderful. And let me tell you, it is a great joy to serve the Lord. And so go to the Refresh Conference. Love to see you there October 6th through the 8th um, at Calvary Church in Aurora. They're hosting it. It's going to be a wonderful time. Great worship, teaching of the word, fellowship, calvaryco.church slash refresh. Get uh, registered for that. Let's go back to Tyrus. Tyrus, are you still there? Tyrus? Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, thanks for holding. I appreciate it. But I, I just want to encourage you as you pray, you know, as you're giving to the Lord, um, giving in that way is cheerfully. If somebody came up to me and said, the Lord really put on my heart to give to this ministry or something, and that's what I'm going to do this month, I wouldn't argue with them. I wouldn't, con- you know, condemn them. I wouldn't make them feel guilty. Like, why don't you give to me? On the other hand, Tyrus, there's been people that have said, Oh, I really like, because I've never asked for money in in almost 27 years of ministry. Uh, We have needs. We have a building we have to maintain. we got ministry we do, radio ministry, missions, you know, staff to pay, all those things, like any ministry has. But, you know, sometimes uh, once in a great while, it doesn't happen often, I'll have somebody that'll say, oh, I I like Calvary Chapel, because they they don't expect you to give. And, And it's like, well... 
you know, you're kind of missing the point. We are to give. We are to invest in the kingdom. The Lord desires for us to do that. But it is done with the right heart. And if somebody's tithing and they're doing grudgingly or because um, they're, you know, feeling guilty or they're, um, you know, just giving reluctantly, it's like t- take the money, take it back. Um, we want people to give freely and willingly because they believe in the ministry and they believe what God is doing here and they want to support it. So that's really the priority when it comes to um, to giving in you know to a church or tied to a church or um as the lord leads you and guides you in that way so and you had a prayer request for your family yes sir how can we pray for you um i would i would like to be praying for a weekend that my me and my family can have a stronger bond together we can be able to build uh, our bond, be able to our bond mm-hmm. to be so strong that we can be build things together and not be so separated and segregated. Yeah, yeah, and you know, God, He He's the one that ordained the family, and um, you know, I was thinking about this today that in the Old Testament, ancient Israel, family was everything. Um, today, when we talk to people, we ask them. You know, what do you do? Uh, You know, what's your favorite football team? You know, things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in in ancient Israel, it was like, what tribe are you from? You know, what what's your family name? That was that was very important. And and God loves the family and God wants to bring your family together. He wants to bring you together where you're strong in the Lord. You come together together. and that's the work that he wants to do. And, and I know that his ear will hear you as we pray for you and your family. As Father, I pray for my brother Tyrus as he's growing in the word. He's growing. Um, he's uh, learning. And Lord, his desire is an honorable one before you. And that is that his family would come together, uh, come together in unity. And, and Lord, you know the situation. Uh, you know that... Um, that if there's relationships that are maybe perhaps strained or distant, that, Lord, that you would bring them together in you and do that work in them, that you'd help Tyrus to just lead his family and, Lord, be the covering that you called him to be, that be the man of God that you called him to be, um, Lord, in every way. And, Lord, um, so bring them together in, in just unity and in love and, Lord, um, just together as you bless this family, as you do that work that needs to be done. And uh, and I know that you want to. So, so may Tyrus just trust you in that. Help him to minister to his family. Give him wisdom, discernment, just the love and the strength that he needs. And, Lord, I just pray for that work, uh, for this precious family that's being lifted up before you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet, Tyrus. Call us anytime, okay? Thank you. You bet. God bless you. 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines, two open lines. That's the call-in number that I just gave you. Love to talk with you, answer your questions, or pray for you. Um, text line 
0897. Let's go to Malachi and Thornton. Hi, Malachi. Hi, Pastor. You're on Calvary Live. Sweet. I called for prayer because mm-hmm. lately I've been feeling God calling me to let go of certain sins, I guess, just to in order to walk closer with Him. And also, I see around that in both sides of my family, there's a lot of unbelief and a lot of, like, just damage and brokenness, you know? But I, right. I feel like God could help in those situations, and I just want prayer to be a, a good leader for, like, my siblings and my father and stuff yeah. like that, so that maybe I can help lead them in the right direction one day, you know, just through my actions. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's a great prayer. Um, and again, just as we just prayed for Tyrus for his family, the Lord wants to do that work. But when you are praying about letting go, of things, um, I, I'm sure that you're aware of. I immediately was thinking of Hebrews chapter 12, that tells us that let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And we're all familiar with this verse. And so it goes along to what you got a prayer request, and that is I want to lay aside every weight, the, the hindrance, the weight um, that is before me because I have a race to run. I want to be a good witness to my family. It's not just with my words, but how I live my life. And the way to do that is looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and he wants to do that work in you. So that's what we're going to pray for. And you know, the thing is that I, I love this, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne. And we know that the joy that was set before him is you and me, right? Mm-hmm. That he went yeah. to the cross because of his love for us. But I think there's a secondary application in this. And the joy that was set before him was that he did the will of the Father in going to the cross. Yes. That it pleased the Father. And it is it is joy that comes to the Father when we say that, Lord, I need you, yeah. and I want to walk with you, and I want to put away this sin that is a hindrance, and I want to be a witness to my siblings, to my family. And he, again, he's going to honor that, and he's going to help you, and he's going to work. And it should be, you know, for all of us that are listening, a joy to just put aside those things that just hinder our witness for the Lord and keep our eyes fixed on him, is what another translation says, on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So, Father, I just pray for Malachi. I just pray that you would help him, that you would guide him, that you help him uh, preserve and be strengthened and comforted, that he would put aside those things that you're speaking to him personally to just, to lay aside, even as Hebrews says, so he can run his race with endurance that's set before him, to keep his eyes on you, to grow in your love, in your word. Lord, empower him with the Holy Spirit. Uh, just fill him right now. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you would um, just put joy into his heart, knowing that there's a joy in walking in obedience in you and looking to you. And, Lord, um, that I thank you that you want to do this work. So just help him uh, as there's unbelief that is in his family. You know exactly what they're dealing with. 
but Lord, that he would be one that steps forward when the rest of the family is stepping back, you know, in doubt or whatever it is that they're dealing with, that he would step forward and be able to be a witness and words of truth and encouragement. And Lord, that he would uh, just be that one um, that is doing that because you're working through him in a wonderful, glorious way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Malachi. We'll be praying for you. You bet, absolutely. Hey, we got all open lines right now, so 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. The last couple calls that we've had um, since before break, dealing with family and praying for family. Um, I just want to encourage all of you that are listening, maybe you need prayer for family, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. But pray for your family. You know, God loves the family. He's the one that put the family together. And a lot of times we look at, we're, we're living in a culture and in a society that we like to blame, you know, people, leader, you know, politicians, all this, on what's going on in our country. And I, I understand that that's going to be a part of it. But the thing is, there's a fracturing of the family. And that is a huge, huge part of it. Um, there is a, um, you know, a crisis in families today. And God established the family uh, so that we can do well for a unit that um, is provided for and blessed in every way. And and so, um, you know, pray for your family, pray for your children, pray for your grandchildren, pray for your spouse. I think about Nehemiah. And by the way, we got all open lines. So 303-690-3000 is the call and number. Grab one of those open lines because we got plenty of time in the show before we hit the top of the hour and love to pray with you and answer your questions. But I think about Nehemiah in chapter four, uh, when they are going through a difficult time and these are difficult days and it's Nehemiah that he rose up and he really was such a, an incredible leader and he encouraged families. And we see that in the book of Nehemiah in chapter four. And it tells us that when they were very much, you know, uh, just it was overwhelming. The The walls were down, um, and they said, we can't do this. You know, the stones are burned. We can't do this. You had Tobiah and others that were mocking them, saying, you know, even if a fox goes up on the wall, it's going to fall down. And, and so the strength of the laborers were failing is what we know that Jer- uh, Nehemiah was told. And there's so much rubbish that we're not able to build the wall. And so this is what Nehemiah did. He positioned the man behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings. And we read in chapter 4 of Nehemiah, I said to people, according to their families, with their swords, their spears, and their, their bows. And I looked in a rose, and I said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of the enemy, Tobiah and all those guys that are mocking us. Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord great and awesome and fight for your brethren, for your sons, for your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And that's what I want to encourage you in. Listen, that that we don't have to be afraid. We see all the things around us that brings fear into our lives. We fear for our kids. We fear for what's going to happen, You know what the days ahead lie different reasons. And I know that we can become anxious and I can feel it myself. But here's Nehemiah says, listen, 
God is great and awesome. And fight for your brethren. Fight for your sons, your daughters, your wives. Fight for your family, the good fight of the Spirit. And you be praying for your spouse. Pray for your kids, your grandkids, for your family. And be like Job. Job who got up in the morning and he sacrificed a bull on behalf of his kids in Job chapter 1, lest they might of sin. And we need to give a sacrifice of prayer for our kids. We cannot just go through life thinking, well, I hope they do okay, and um, you know, I hope they don't get pulled too much into the world, and whatever they believe, they believe. No, we need to fight the good fight of the Spirit, and we need to be ones that are praying for them. And uh, here were these men that were stationed. They had you know, a spear in one hand. They had a, 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 a trial in the other hand, doing the work of the Lord, the spear reminds me the sword, the word of God that we have, and uh, you pray the, and fight the good fight of the Spirit. So 303-690-3000. I hope that's an encouragement to you. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Joy in Memphis, Tennessee. Joy? Joy? Oh, yes. Hi. Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Uh, thank you for calling. Thank you for being there. I just, I've just discovered your station, and I've been listening for three days, <clears throat> off and on. But uh, it's very uplifting. Uh, I just feel a peace. I feel hopeful. I feel joyful and so much less anxiety that I was just struggling with. Uh, <clears throat> I just lost my husband in June of this year, and I'm, so uh, I'm really uh, going through some very, very heavy grief periods, which uh, I am getting some counseling with that. But this is this is my question. <clears throat> uh, when I was a younger person, I, I grew up, I mean, I believed in Christ, Jesus Christ, and I believed in God. And I went to different churches because my family was scattered about, and we went to different churches. So I had that as a background. But in my earlier life, I did stray. And through the years, I have come to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And um, I praise him, and I'm so very, very blessed for all the years I had with my husband. Um, But this is my question. Uh, What happens to younger people that die, and I call it before their time, maybe it is their time in God's way, but I'm talking about through tragedies, illnesses, um, shootings, violence, all of the things that we see every day that are just horrendous. So many young people uh, teenagers, children, young adults. What happens to those people? Because yep. I wonder what would have happened to me had I died early before I came to know Jesus Christ. So that is my yeah. question. Yeah, Joy. And, you know, it's a difficult question that you're asking. Um, you know, you're dealing with salvation, the age of accountability, the sovereignty of God. I do want to say before I answer you, I am sorry for your loss uh, of your husband. And um, that journey of grief is is very deep and hard and difficult. But to remind you, I'm so glad that you found our station, that 
the Lord loves you and and that he is your comfort. And I just, you know, before we leave you, I just want to pray for God's comfort to be upon you um, and for you to um, just continue. That, that journey of grief is hard, um, but the Lord desires to bring that to you over time. But to answer your question, I, I can't answer it definitively because there is that age of accountability. What is that age of accountability? I have no idea. Um, but it is tragic what you see with young people. I don't know what you mean by how young they are. Um, are you talking somebody in their 20s, a teenager, somebody that's, you know, just a kid? But that's why it's so, so important that we here at Calvary Chapel, that we work very, very hard on having a good children's ministry where the kids can hear the gospel. We got kids that are, you know, asking Jesus into their hearts all the time. And and I am so very grateful for, you know, Angie Mosley um, and Celeste and Molly and Barbara, uh, our leaders in children's ministry, all the volunteers that work very, very hard to minister to the kids at their age the gospel, the truth of God's word, because it's so important. I don't know what that age of accountability is. I know, I, I, you know, that's something that only the Lord truly knows. I mean, there's guesses, there's there's different indications. We do know that people ask, what about a, a baby? You know, that I believe they go home to be with the Lord. David shows us that in Second Samuel when he said, when his baby died uh, that was born at Bathsheba, uh, that I will go to him, he won't come to me. So there is that part of it, but... It's so important that we reach children with the gospel. And it's a battle, Joy, because what breaks my heart is the world is lying to them. The world is telling them that they're a product of an animal, that there is no God, and and bringing every kind of darkness and deception into their lives. And sometimes kids, you know, they're getting it all week long, and we have an hour with them, an hour and a half with them on a Sunday morning. So it's very important that they understand the gospel, that they they hear it. But it it is breaking my heart so much what we're seeing with not only the violence, just this last week, Joy, um, that uh, there's a a young man that was killed in a plane accident uh, here in Boulder County on Saturday, the son of uh, a pastor that started a Calvary Chapel front range, and we're just praying for them. Um, we just, on two days ago, had a deputy that was killed in a hit-and-run at Well County, and she was 24 years old, just wanting to help her community. And, you know, we just read it over and over again, young people being shot, young people being overdosed with drugs and stuff, and we need to pray for our communities. We need to pray for our young people to get the gospel out there um, because the enemy is working overtime and the deception has come in. So I can't answer definitively except that it's so important that we get the gospel to our young people. There is an age of accountability. I can't tell you what that is. The Lord, as Paul says to Timothy, the Lord knows who are his, um, but it it just gives me a sense of urgency as I hear your voice and ask that question. You know, with you, you know, I'm so grateful that you came back home. 
and uh, to the Lord. And that's always the invitation to our young people. Come home. Come home to the Lord. And um, and we want to just continue to give them truth and the hope that is for anyone, whether they're young or whether they're old, and that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. So I, I don't know if that even helps Joy, but, um, you know, I just I don't know. Uh, where the age of accountability is. But we do want to give the gospel to others and then give them a chance to grow in God's Word. That's why we work very hard in youth group. Uh, we never want to see children's ministry as just kind of babysitting or just it's just child care and we stick them in a corner and we entertain them. We want to give them the gospel. And I believe that we have such an incredible you know, children's ministry here that people work so hard because it is very important that we get them the gospel. Amen? Yes, yes, amen. And and yes, you, you've helped me very much. Hey, Joy, can I pray for you before I let you go? Yes, please do. I, I, I do need prayers. I, I, I've been with my husband my entire life, and uh, I, they're, all of my family lives elsewhere, so I... I'm trying to live without him. So please, yeah. how, yes, how I, long I would you, like your prayers. Yeah, how long were you guys married? 60 years. Oh, bless your heart. I'm so sorry. But, you know, I I heard you say you're thankful for the years that you have, and they go by so quickly, don't they? Oh, they and, do. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, they do. It's uh and, and so many things that we I thought was important just to, yeah. just don't even matter. They they weren't important, but uh, yeah, we did we did get the important things. Yeah, yeah. given well, to each me, other. Yeah, sixty years. That's incredible. Father, I pray for Joy. She lost her husband a few months ago, and sixty years and. She is thankful for the years, the decades that they had together. But, it, you know, to lose somebody, it, it hurts, and, and the grief that she's going through. And I pray that you give her the comfort that she needs, that you give her the strength. And, Lord, that you just help her as she finds herself without her husband. And, Lord, um, that you would just minister your peace to her. And, Lord, just, just guide her and direct her. And, Lord, I thank you that she's getting help. And, Lord, um, may she just perceive your presence. And, Lord, by your spirit as she cries out to you. Lord, you're, the scripture says Jesus is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he wept at the tomb of Lazarus because there's a sting in death. But, Lord, we're grateful for the cross that you took that sting away. And that there is a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we need to remember that. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just bless her and minister to her. And thank you that she's found comfort in this radio program and listening to Christian radio. And, Lord, just um, just provide for her in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Joy. God bless you. May the Lord bless you in your ministry. And and Thank the Christian you. radio goes out to help so many people. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you, Joy. Real quick question because we're about ready to to end the show here. A text question that came in. Do you believe there will be a rapture? If so, this 
uh, what scripture supports that. And you can go to First Thessalonians chapter four, verses sixteen through eighteen. Uh, you know, I hear that more and more Christians that say, "Well, there is no rapture. Um, it's not in the Bible. It is in the Bible, um, and uh, it is taught very clearly that um, there is going to be that time." As Paul writes, he's writing to a young church there, and as he writes to them, he says that that for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive, that is a generation of Christians that are alive, and remain shall be caught up, is the Greek word hapazo, where we get the Latin word rapturus, where we get our English word rapture. So in the Latin word, rap, the word rapture is in the Bible, and we're going to meet the Lord in the air. That's very clear. I don't know how more clear it can be. And then Paul writes... When he's writing about the resurrection, he's writing in 1 Corinthians 15 that he says, Behold, not all of us will sleep. In other words, not all are going to die, but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, and then we'll be raised incorruptible. We shall be changed. Um, The twinkling of an eye at that moment, um, a generation of Christians that are going to be um, taken up into heaven to be with the Lord. And so very, very clear the doctrine of the rapture of the church which I believe can happen at any moment. We don't know the day or the hour but um, we are to be watching and waiting and looking. Hey, thank you everybody who's called today. So glad uh, to uh, be able to be with you and Calvary Live will continue during the week at the same time. God bless you. Keep praying. Praying for your family. Fighting the good fight of the Spirit. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.